welcome to this episode of The Making of an Exception. If this is your first time tuning in, this podcast is for anyone who's looking to be inspired, to gain new perspective on life, or is aspiring to live out their faith in whatever field you find yourself in. Each week, we'll be interviewing influencers and creatives who are exceptions to the rule. The fact that they've gone through what they've gone through, walked through the challenges and pain that they have, and have been gifted the way they've been gifted is what makes them an exception. Our goal is that you'd hear this story today and you'd be inspired and challenged to be an exception in the making. If this podcast has impacted your life, you can help support by going to our website, exceptionpodcast.co, and clicking the Patreon link or by finding it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your support and thanks for listening. Hey, this is Kirk Graham. You are listening to the Making of an Exception podcast. And today, uh, one of my favorite guests, and we haven't even started, but uh, we've got Bill Svoboda here. What's up, Bill? What's up? I'm excited to be here this morning. For real, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You're you're one of my pa- favorite people to watch from a distance. Uh, your energy, your passion. Um, Bill is an entrepreneur, has started multiple companies, um, has scaled those companies, just recently sold a business that you'd worked on for how many years was 15. that? 15 years building 15. business and selling. Um, I think a lot of people outside would look at you as an overnight success, but you, you started that, I mean, in your dorm room and we'll talk all about that, but thanks so much for being here. I'm excited. Uh, today. And, uh, you grew up in Wisconsin. I grew up in Wisconsin. So yep. we got some, we got some roots that, that, uh, interlock. Where were you from? Where were you from again? Uh, on Alaska. So, on Alaska. Yeah, right outside of La Crosse yep. and you, Wampa- M- Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee area, Brookfield, Waukesha. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so we were just on that. We lived, we lived in Kenosha for a couple of years. Um, uh, and my dad was an associate pastor at, um, it's called Kenosha first back then. Now it's journey church. But, um, so we lived on the East side, but then I grew up first grade of junior year on the West side, Wisconsin. And our dads, uh, funny connection. We were just talking about our dads, uh, would be kind of counselors at the Bible camp that we grew up going to every summer, uh, which is amazing. So, and, and, uh, your, both your younger brothers, we would have, we would have, uh, Overlapped, but yep. and then and then your youngest brother too. I'm just connecting the dots for connect people. Connect the dots. Yeah. Connect the dots. Uh, but um, Michael, uh, your youngest brother, Mikey, the the coolest dude. We uh, were college roommates when we went to North Central. So um, I love yeah. Your whole family is legendary. Um, Means yeah. a lot. Yeah, I love family is everything to me, and it's just uh, people always look at us and like three boys who are doing stuff in life, you know. And it goes right back to mom and dad how we were raised and stuff. It just dad was solid. Mom was solid. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I, I would love to hear a little bit more about your family, but tell us, tell us where you're at today, kind of what, you, what you're working on. And then we'll, we'll kind of backtrack from there. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, have known me for starting the t-shirt company out of my dorm room back mm-hmm. in the day. And throughout those years, I've also had these side projects and things. And it's been really fun. I think the creative process, I just kind of always have this itch for something more, right? I kind of look at where there's an opportunity and boom, let's just do it. Yeah. Like, let's get going once I find, I'm passionate about people. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Like for me starting a t-shirt company, it was never about t-shirts. That was boring. It was about the people wearing it and the event and making them feel like this was the best experience I've ever had. Yeah. And that was literally it. And um, so I, I recently sold that business. It was probably one of the most challenging seasons in my life selling a business. And I don't know if anybody listening to this has ever sold a business, but it's almost one of the most lonely feelings 
You don't, you'd never expect it. Like interesting. you absolutely go through like seasons of almost like grief, grief and depression. And like, you can't talk to people about what's going on and yeah. you're very insulated. You're saying you can't talk to them because you're in negotiations. Yeah. So you, you can't tell your friends necessarily yeah. or your clients or yeah. people. Employees. That, yeah. Your employees, especially. And, um, it's a really lonely season, really lonely. And, wow. um, and at the whole time you're going, is it going to happen? Is it yeah. going to happen? So every morning you wake up and you're just like, what's the email going to be today? What's the phone yeah. call? And um, not to say that it's like the worst thing ever. I'm just saying that it was a lot more emotionally challenging than I ever expected. Yeah. Um, because also over the past few years, I started another business in a totally different industry in yeah. real estate, specifically the land title. Yeah. So when you buy or sell a home, you need title insurance on your property. Yeah. Title insurance basically says that you own that property. There's nothing. Yep. Yeah on that property that's not yours and that, yep. that land is yours. We created basically a pizza tracker for the home closing process. <laughs> I love that you call it a pizza tracker. Yeah, dude, a pizza tracker. We did this before Domino's even came out with their pizza tracker. We have the pizza tracker for title trademark. No um, way. And the whole idea is when you sign a purchase agreement with a real estate agent, goes yep. to the title company, from that moment on, help title companies communicate better. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they got to make the realtor who referred business over look good. Yeah. They got to make that consumer feel like they know what's going on. This is the biggest purchase of somebody's life in yeah. some ways. So often before us, it was just a period of dead of like random emails. The realtor would be calling. Consumer would be like, what's going on? Our tool is just a pizza tracker. Let's them know, hey, yep. this is happening. This is happening. Yep. You feel like you're winning. Communication. Communication. Yeah. And uh, it kind of goes back to, I think, my one of my biggest drivers in life is just caring about people, thinking a little more than the next company or the next person or yeah. just being a little more intentional. And yeah. uh, for me, it's like I said, it's never been T-shirts. It's never going to be title. It's people. And and that's yeah. really the biggest yeah, you're thing. Not the, you're not the T-shirt guy, although that's what you're known for. You're not the new title guy. Uh, although that's what you will be known for too. Something uh, there. Because you've been sharing just kind of the scale and growth of, of what's happening there. Uh, but but people. And and it, it's actually true for people listening. I mean, Bill walks in this morning uh, as we're doing this interview with uh, aisle bun and coffee snacks and and wrote a little note to my family because I'm I'm spending an extra day hanging with Bill instead of with the kids. I'm gonna bring that home. And you thought about me before you walked in here. And you're our guest, which is insane that you're doing it better than <laughs> we are. And it's an you, it's an it's an ins, you are an inspiration. You know the way that you live your life. I remember um, getting some T-shirts from you, uh, and and you you shipped them to my house, and you wrote a handwritten note in there. Hey, thanks so much for the conversation we had the other day. Uh, got a lot of value out of it. Here's a couple t-shirts, whatever, from what we talked about. Yeah. And, and just the, the level of care that you put in, not just the product that you're delivering, but the care about people. And so you yeah. should be known as <laughs> the people, the people guy. Yeah. I think, uh, for years I kind of had this stigma, like I'd always be at events, like networking stuff and things like that. And I really kind of burned out at networking events. I've kind of become, yeah. uh, like not antisocial with it, but yeah. I've realized it's so easy to have a million shallow relationships, whereas you can kind of dig a little deeper. And that intentionality, I, I think like when you take it to the personal level and remember something and actually take the time to send something in the mail yeah. or send that random text about, I thought of you with this, um, emails, I, there's something powerful about the mail. 
There yeah. is something powerful. And one of my, I'll give this little tip away. Um, one of my greatest little tools, if anybody yeah. wants to use it to like take a relationship to the next level in yeah. business, books, a book, but most books that people send, I get books, like people send me books. Yeah. And when somebody sends me a book, I get it. And I read the note maybe that they attached or, yeah. or they'll just send it from Amazon, you yeah. know, whatever. And they're like, Hey, you need to read this. They'll email me. Um, the books that are the most memorable are the ones, and I hardly ever get this to myself, but I yeah. do this for other people and it makes an impact. I always write on the inside of the book, first page, inside cover, whatever it is, and then I put the note in that page of the book. So I literally write a note, a yeah. physical note, put it inside the book, and then I write on the inside of the book, like, hey, Kirk, um, dude, really appreciate your friendship. You've said these things over the last couple years, and this made me think of you. You're gonna crush it. Chapter nine is my favorite. Start there. If you don't like that, the rest of the book, forget it. Yeah. Keep crushing it. You know, and wow. um, what I like about that is it's intentional, and the things that I keep. Think about, I have this thing and I've gotten a little flack when I talk because people are like, oh, um, you're a little too blunt with this. But I say, stop sending thank you notes. Just stop sending thank you notes because thank you has become cliche. It's, I can send a tweet to somebody, I can send a Facebook and you yeah. name it. Thanks for meeting with me. Yep. The things that I keep for a rainy day are the ones that it's like, hey Kirk, or hey Bill, um, really appreciated the time you spent with me today. I know you're super busy. The two things you said, I'm going to take, run with, I'm going to follow back with you. You're an yeah. inspiration. Keep going. You know, some, yeah. that's a better thank you. That's an appreciation. Yeah. And that's what takes it to the, to the, I think a deeper level. Yeah. Not just, not just appreciation, but affirmation of the person. Yeah. I mean, four things that you just put in there. It's not just, Hey, thanks so much. I love you, but it's thanks so much. Here's, here's a couple of things that you said that really inspired me to change. Yeah. I'm going to circle back with you. I want you to know that it's changing my life or whatever. You're affirming the the person. And I think there's so much, uh, you know, part of this podcast is talking about faith and we'll get into your story too, but there's so much, even, even biblically, how we can lift each other up and speak life into people. And that's what sets you apart in the industries that you're in, because it's not the industries you're in are not faith-based industries, no. but when you're living that way, people go, oh, man, Bill is living on a level that we're not living on. I want to, I want to passion. I'm passionate about finding something in somebody that's worth pulling out. Yeah. Like if I see something in somebody and I recognize that maybe the rest of their life feels like a mess to them, but I can notice that one thing that they're like, this is where you shine. I'm going to go over head over heels about like, yeah. you know what? That is awesome. I love how you're doing that with your kids Yeah. when the whole rest of their life could be, but they're like, yeah, I've really been trying. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. Everybody's and doing something. Everybody good. is. Yeah. And people, I think when you wake up in the morning, think of this, you put on the outfit you pick, Yep. you know, because you want to put yourself in front of people that day. You expect to be seen, right? Yep. And I think it's the same with like life. Like if we go in, people are looking for ways to be affirmed. Yeah. Everything you wear, everything, everything you do. do is just because you're trying to put your best foot forward, hopefully. And it's it means a lot when you actually get that affirmation. Yeah. Like you you look good today. You showed up, you know? Yeah. That means something to somebody, nothing to other people. But like you could like words, we have so much power. I think it means something to everybody, um, you know, whether they express that gratitude or not. I think just, yeah, just the words, what you just said, the power of our words changes people. Um, the life that we pour into people, it changes people, whether they like it or not, it affects them. 
and can really change your life in a good way. How did you, how did you, I mean, you're, you, you're an entrepreneur. How, like at what point in your journey did it become more about people than what you're actually doing or the money you were making? I mean, everybody's out there to make money. Everybody's out there to, uh, you know, grow success or fame or influence or whatever. But like, when did it become a genuine thing? Is it just what you already said about your parents? Is there somebody that taught you this? That's a a great question. I think my dad exemplified it growing up. That's the cliche answer. Like that's what people would always say. Yeah. Um, My dad modeled it and absolutely that's what started it for me. Um, But here's what I realized in life. I got busy. I got really busy. My business was growing. Um, Kind of the the rehash of it, it was growing until the economy dipped in 08, 09, crashed hard and I was in credit card debt, everything. I had no idea what I was doing. I stuck in it, kind of grew it back. I was just going through the motions, hated yeah. life. And um, at that point, my business was just growing. It was unreal. But I had this crazy thing. Like um, years ago, I met the guy who founded Caribou Coffee, John Puckett. Yeah, no way. Awesome guy, founded Caribou Coffee. He now, Cousins the Kirby Puckett? <laughs> not no. cousins. <laughs> okay. you, you could not put those yeah. two next to each other. They okay. would not yeah. look. Um, but I met John Puckett, and he now owns Punch Pizza. Got it. And he heard my story about T-shirts, and he goes, wow, that is a commodity product. Yep. And I go, yeah, it is. He goes, have you ever heard of Harvey McKay? And I go, who's Harvey? He goes, you've never heard of Harvey? Where'd you grow up? And I'm like, Wisconsin. He's like, that makes sense. In Minnesota, he's a legend. And I go, yeah. who is he? And he goes, well, Harvey started an envelope company in 1958, and he grew it. He just sold it for like $105 million. And uh, you got to meet Harvey because he's selling a commodity, you're selling a commodity, and you're crushing it. You remind me of a young Harvey. And I'm like, cool. So I ran. I remember that day. Like, it was huge. So yeah. I... I kind of kept that in the back of my memory. I looked up Harvey McKay. Yeah, the owner of Caribou is speaking this to you. Yeah, which I'm like is taking notes. Yeah. And he wanted to meet You're with like, Can me. I ever just record you saying yeah. that, please? I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, so I remember, though, I kind of put it in the back burner, emailed Harvey, the only email I could find, no reply. Um, but I found his book at Half Price Books a, a couple months later, and I bought it, Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive. I read this book in kind of a dark season of my life. and Swim with the Sharks Without Being Eaten Alive. Yep, what a title. Yep, swim with the Sharks. And wow. dude, this thing, uh, at the time, at this time, Harvey's 80 years old, wow. still crushing it. Wow. And um, I read the book, and I'm like, underlying things like crazy. It's changing my whole paradigm. And at that moment, though, um, Harvey actually was it was his birthday so on facebook i started following him and it said win a dinner with harvey mckay you just have to make a video about how harvey tell me so i made a video um, don't tell me i made a video about how harvey's book has inspired my life and i ended up winning and all an all expense paid trip and dinner to see harvey mckay the only catch was i live in minneapolis so there was no trip and I didn't get put in a hotel. I showed up to his office at night and he ordered in salad and a burger for me. No way. Um, but so I have this dinner and this is the turn point. Like you said, who inspired me? Harvey. Um, I'm having dinner with him and he's talking to me and this dinner, it was a three hour dinner planned. It took months. It took actually about two years to line up the dinner. No. So I wanted in 2011, had dinner in 2013 with Harvey. That's what? how busy this dude is. Unbelievable. So I'm having dinner and a normal dinner would be like conversational. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, 20 minutes into the dinner, um, Harvey turns to me and he turns, I mean, we're in a huge room, bigger than this room. He turns to me, he goes, see the end of the table there? And I look and he's like, those books, those are for you. It's every book he's written. I'm like, awesome, Harvey. And Harvey goes, let me ask you a question, Bill. And I go, yeah. He's like, how many of those books have you read? And I was like, what in the world? Like, 
I he's calling you out, calling me out. Yeah. I had literally only read one of them, swim with the sharks. Oh, so at man. that moment, I'm like, I'm either gonna lie right now or I'm gonna tell the truth. I don't know where the. I go, I'm going to tell the truth. So I go, Harvey, I actually only read Swim with the Sharks. And before I can finish, oh, no. the 80-year-old man's head drops. He slowly raises his head as he's shaking and goes, oh, you're telling me you didn't prepare to win tonight. Don't you think you could have got more out of tonight? Had you at least read my books, Bill? For five minutes, he no. reams me out about not reading every one of his books and about how I didn't do the little things to prepare to win and Harvey. this and that and that. And I'm literally like 20 minutes into this dinner. The food hadn't even arrived yet. And I'm freaking out. I'm turning white. And I'm like, what is the rest of this night going to be? Finally, he finishes reaming me out. And he, he knows I got the point of do the little things. Goes on. Another half hour later, he goes, thank you notes. Are you writing notes to people? Are you showing appreciation? Are you doing the little things? And I go, Harvey, I'm so busy. And again, head drops. And he goes, oh, Bill, just disgusted. He's disgusted yeah. at me. He goes, how in the world do you ever expect to be successful if you don't do the little things to get where you want to go? He, do you think he was telling you to do that just because he wants you to use his envelopes? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I mean, that's I a think great this is a little side hustle. That it might have been, on. it might have been, but he reamed me out. He goes, wow. the fact that you're not, it's not a misdemeanor. It's a felony. He goes, wow. And he goes, I can't, and he reamed me out. I mean, I wanted to cry. I, it takes a lot for that. And I'll tell you the next day I went out and I go, my whole life is changing the little things. So I, I spent time. And when I invest in something, it's like, what is this person? What's, what's going to get them? And Harvey taught me a few things in that meeting. And I've stayed in touch over the years. And now I'm just passionate about like, you can go through the motions in business service and getting through the order is the cost of entry. If you don't complete something right, yeah. cost of entry. But the center of the transaction is always moving. As people care more, the industry is always moving away from you. You got to stay ahead of it. And care, in my mind, is what keeps you. It raises the bar. Yeah. And that's where people could never imagine working with my business without me there. Yeah. Like literally, they were like, they set the bar. They do T-shirts, but they do so much more. Yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest takeaway. It was one time of getting literally reamed out and wanting to cry that um, and going, what am I doing in life? Yeah. I needed that because I thought I was all... Every I'm like, my business is growing and I needed somebody to literally like call me out. Yeah. And I mean, I've never been called out like that before. Wow. Literally to the point where I was like, I felt like the scum of the earth. Like, wow. of course, how in the world do I ever expect to be successful? Did it, Why would I? Did it end a little bit more uplifting? Did he you, did that. Th there were three moments that night that literally were epic. like, you wanted to die. Big, big, take me outside and just whoop me because he, in my, he looked at me, he's like, if, if you won this dinner with me, I hope that you're, that this dinner changes your life and that you can impact others. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't just want to say like, you're doing a good job. And yeah. I think too many people in life are kind of just patting us on the back until they walk us off a cliff. Yeah. You know, like, wow. um, in business often people will tend to pat you on hey, the you're back. Killing it, killing you're killing it. it. You're killing it. You're killing it. And you're really not, you know, it's not, but you kind of keep going. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. I mean, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even yeah. put it in uh, words. Yeah. I wrote him the best, the best thing after that's a whole nother story. And, <laughs> I wrote him a book. And after I heard, that, I heard from his publicist you. that he had never received a gift. Like the one that I gave him after wow. our meeting, she goes, Harvey was floored. Amazing. He goes in all his years. And, and he didn't admit that to me. So I don't, I know Harvey's not going to listen to this, but yeah. that was a huge win. I was like, wow, that was cool. I, I took something from the meeting. <laughs> So uh, my question is, okay, you, you have a life-changing meeting like that. It changes shape of 
your business and what you focus on, uh, which is incredible. How how do you then, as you scaled business, you've had employees, how do you multiply yourself in regards to the care for people? So yeah. how do you teach other people to care like you care? Do you turn into a Harvey and you start dropping hammers on people Dude. or do yeah. you... How, yeah, how do you, how do you multiply that? Are you kind of the wake up call guy? Or am I? You do with, it first. You have yeah. to do it first. That's the big thing. Um, I invested a lot into the right notes that I thought were going to get the reaction, and before I knew it, like by me doing it, then I could train my staff on like this is what we yeah. do. This is how we do it. We don't just write thank you for the order. That's transactional. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as the customer can go around us in a transaction, they will. If it's a relationship mm. and we can move with them, we're always because they're not going to order t-shirt. They're ordering t-shirts today, but they need this. T- tomorrow this yep. they're going to look at us as a resource relationship if we keep doing it a transaction thank you thank you thank you yeah okay we lose in the long run um i i kind of came up with this thing years ago i was challenged by a mentor and he was like what's your core value on this idea of customer service stuff and i was like we couldn't come up with something and and we kind of came up with this idea of six star customer care mm. six star customer yeah. care and the idea of when you say six star why six it's because google only allows us five. Yeah. Google only allows five. We want to do one better than Google even allows. Yeah. So if we only got a Google five-star review, I'm not happy. I want a five-star with a review and not just a review, but a glowing review with one of my employees' names on it. Yeah. Because I want to pat them on the back and be like, you did such a great job. That customer, you know, wow, you made an Amazing. impact there. Um, one other thing, and I love this, like you can take this and run to the bank with yeah, it. Yeah. Do great. it personally, I'm, I'm <laughs> do it, do it personally, do it with a team, anything, everything in customer. And I have a difference between customer service and customer care service is reactive. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you go to the oil change, you go to the service department, you have two hours out of your day, driving there a half hour waiting. I hope the Wi-Fi is there. It's service. It's reactive support. It's reactive. It just has to get done. Yeah. Here's proactive. It's like the spa treatment. I didn't know I needed this until I got it. Now I can't imagine wow. my life without it. So care, care, care. That's what I'm about. And I, I've realized over the last few years, everything is moving towards digital um, in terms of texting, emailing, phone. Yep. That's how business is done. Yep. It's not some slick sales guy face-to-face anymore. Yep. So how do you instill what care should look like online? And I came up with this idea called the Zappos Challenge. And the Zappos Challenge is this. Give yourself 50 to 150 bucks. Give your team 50 to 150 bucks each, okay? Yep. You're going to write this off as a marketing expense for your business or for your personal life, whatever. You're gonna, they're able to buy whatever shoe they want on Zappos. Yep. Okay, you buy whatever shoe you want. Before you buy that shoe for 50 to 150, whatever you can afford, what you do though is you gotta do three things. First, you gotta call Zappos, ask three questions about the shoe. Yep. We gotta, see Zappos right now is considered the best in online service. Really? The best. They win things year after year after year. They have the record for the longest customer support phone call, 10 hours and I think 43 minutes. Hmm. And so my idea is we, you can talk about how to care more. Going back to your question, how yeah. do you do this with people? You can talk all day. You can have a whiteboard session. Yeah, yeah. Here's this how, is what here's we expect. How it, yeah. and, or they can touch it. And once you touch something, you can't avoid it. Like yeah. it's, You're almost held accountable to it now. Yeah. And once you set a bar in your head of what it should be, you know what it is. So three questions on the shoes, okay, yep. on the phone. Yep. Okay, it's going to turn into five. Yep. The next day, two days, second day, uh, three, one question on shoes, three on that person, why they work at Zappos, how they got there, what they yep. do before, what was the onboarding like? Hey, I heard you have cool team building. You drop eggs from buildings. Yep. Hey, I heard they have a $500 employee quit program. If you're not a fit, just quit. They'll pay you. Ta- tell me about that. Whatever. You'll find so much stuff out. Okay. Wow. Da- that's day two. Day yep. three, 
to get your 50 to 150. To get your shoes. To get your shoes is you have to do this. You have to do a live chat because everything's moving towards our fingertips. Yep. Everything. If you're not good with text and email, you're not good in business. Yeah. So how do we instill it on teams and in ourselves what it should look like? Start a live chat with the company that sets the standard. Yeah. To see what it feels like. Yeah. And then the big thing is transition it to an email. Ask them three questions on the shoes. Ask them to email it to you. Like, can you email me that? I just want to have it at my fingertips, you know, um, wow. in case I have another question, whatever. Now, here's the big thing. Going into that, you're going to have each person or yourself take notes on like, what do you think? What are your three questions or your four questions? And then talk, you know, like assumptions that you thought. Yep. Realizing Zappos wins award after award and this and that. Then what you're going to do is just say, did they meet it? Did they exceed it? What did you expect? Yep. What did... What are new ideas that we could get from this, okay? Then what you do, basically what you're going to realize after this whole thing is Zappos, this is where the big win is. They take it from the product to the person as fast as physically possible. Yep. So they want to stop talking about shoes faster than anything. They want to talk about the person who wants shoes and why they want their shoes. Wow. So like one great example of this, one company, um, and I get to speak on this around the country now, like this is awesome. I'm waiting for Zappos. Say, I was going to say, not to interrupt, but do you... This is another question yeah. that I'm going to ask you in 10 minutes, I guess. So don't, you don't have to answer it now, but I feel like even just what you're pouring out now so much, so fast, which is, inc it's incredible. Do you feel like your long-term future is not just going to be the businesses that you built, but that's the legs you stand on to actually yeah. affect other people's lives and businesses 100%. and consulting and all that? Yeah, like, 100%. I think we need more Christians in the in the world. I don't say the marketplace. We need more Christians just who are crushing it and people look and go like, what they're saying matters. Yeah. What they're saying matters. It's not always the gospel, but it's where I am right now that's going to open the door for the gospel. And I think like that's been my biggest thing over the last year. Yeah. Like it's literally been that. Like people are like, that message resonates with where I'm at. What's different about that guy? And like literally, then they follow on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm very careful about what I'm posting on there because, yeah. um, uh, not in a cheesy way, like not on witnessing way, but yeah. uh, this is who I am. I feel like um, I, the name of my book and the name of my keynote is you don't need to advertise a good party. And yeah. I, I say that because it advertises itself. And it's like once grace touches your life, you don't need to try. It just oozes out of you. It just yeah. drips. Same thing. Can't help. Yeah. yeah. If you love a product, you're going to talk all about it. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think God is in my life. Not God, but my relationship with him. And um, I just can't help but put it out there. But I'm very careful about how I say it because I've realized a lot of people look at that and go, oh, he's just one of those. Sure, sure. They just write it off. Yeah. So instead, you're just living this. And and. Everything that you're saying, anybody could do outside of faith. Yeah. But I think it, my own opinion, I think it takes a level of faith in something bigger than yourself. Um, you know, and for us, it's Jesus. But but to actually, for, for it actually to be true for us, you know, to say people are, we actually care about people more than the business. We care yeah. about people more than the money. I think anybody can say, oh, I'm going to do those three steps that Bill was talking about. And I'm going to make a ton of money, you know, but to actually care about it, I think at the core of who we are, it's believing something bigger than ourselves, totally. which is amazing. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think it's a genius move. What you're saying about the Zappos <laughs> shoes thing. It's I'm genius. waiting for them to be like, Hey, we've heard about you. Would you come yeah. talk to our employees? <laughs> and also, and also you're wasting so much of our time and money because 
because you're sending thousands of people to go a- ask it, questions about I shoes. Think, I, yeah. I wonder if they, how they'd look at it. Like I'm waiting for the day um, that I get the call from like, you know, whatever. And you're causing like, a serious backup and problem. Backup, yeah, but thank you. We're getting yeah. so many orders. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. I should get a, I should get a check from them. Like, you should. I should. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you're just, <laughs> even if you did that for, for people that are listening that lead teams or anything like that. Like, Do it for yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. Put, I think we need to put money into ourselves sometimes. And like, we, we need to have some, it's not self-care, it's just self-improvement. It's like, yeah. hey, you know what? You're going to buy the next pair of shoes. Just yeah. do this to experience what you should be giving others. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's huge. An investment in yourself. And you're, tra- yeah, you're training yourself. What you what you said is brilliant, and and again, there's so much that you're pouring out right now that to even digest it all, people are gonna have to listen multiple times. I'm gonna have to listen. I back. got a whole thing I can email also. Like I can get you a thing if they yeah, want to download we, like the Zappos challenge, like how to do it. Whatever you everything, whatever like you that. send us, we can put it in show notes, cool. and people can download it. It'd be great. Um, but yeah, I yeah, there's so much that you're pouring out. But I think, um, I think investing in yourself is huge. Investing in others and training, like and learning from the best. What you said about once you experience a level of care, it's hard to continue to live your life oh. uh, with, with with without living up to that level of care. Yeah. Uh, do you do you think in your life? I don't know if you've ever thought about this before. I'm sure you have. But are you? Is there a fear in you um, to live a life that is? less than what you know you're created to live dude every day to fall short of basically the standard that you that you're talking about do you ever feel like man like a fear to fall short of because because we live in a world that's like you're killing it you're killing it yeah that's a great question i think like there there has to be something within us that kind of creates a tension between where we're at today and where we're gonna go where we want to go and mm. the the biggest thing that God's really been like working on my life lately, I've been reading um, a book I should have read years ago, Sun Stand Still with um, yep. uh, Stephen Steve Furtick. Furtick yeah. And um, uh, it's unreal how like God kind of has these seasons in your life. It's not always the book. It's like a, a, a theme that plays out everywhere. And God's just been speaking to me about how like in Moses's life, like God has this big moment of like the burning bush. And he says like, I'm going to take you here. And, um, you know, I'm going to take you to the promise. Moses had no idea where that was, nothing. And if you think about it, and then I'm going to bless, and in Abraham, yeah. I'm going to bless you so big and this yeah. stuff. And they had no idea what the next step was. If yeah. you think about Abraham, he was blessed. God promised him generations, and he didn't even have a kid. He couldn't yeah. have a kid. And he was old then, at yeah, the time. And then he had a kid. And then what did God tell him? Kill your kid. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, um, I, I, my big prayer now is like, God, you're promising me these things. You've promised me blessings in life, like these things. And it's not a prosperity gospel, but you've promised me things. I just want the next step. Thank you so much that you're going to provide the next step. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think like we often ask God and I started telling God, like, God, thank you that you have these things in my life. And I just thank you that you're going to line up the next step, the next text, the next deal, the next, you name it, the next day. And I think it's so easy to kind of, we do it to ourselves. I'm on the yeah. tail end of the millennial spectrum, but it's like we want, we're, we're constantly between now and then, between yeah. now and then. Yeah. And that tension's horrible. Tension's yeah. horrible. Like you look at Monday and you can't wait till Saturday yeah. and you stop living the week. Yeah. And that's how I feel like in life it gets where you almost go like, why am I doing the little things? I'm not seeing the results. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing when you wake up in the morning, but you just keep doing it. 
You just keep doing it. Yeah. You just keep doing it and you start getting gratification from it. It's not something that you're going to post on Instagram and get likes about yeah. when you do something to help somebody. You do it because like this actually, you know that they matter so much and they deserve it. Yeah. And that's that's the type of businesses we should be building, the type of everything. Like wow. put the attention, put the care to details. Like that's the way I think about it. Yeah. And yeah, the proof is that you've gone ahead and lived this way for, for, and, and you've learned from people that have lived this way that that it's it's successful um there's another guest that we had um spencer hutton and he said what what's better is jeremy bardwell sorry he said what's best for people is what's best for business and and that's exactly what you're saying is if we focus on people and what's best for them and how to care for them it'll turn out long term there's short gains you can get by cheating people and lying and not caring and skipping the small stuff but what you're saying is long-term, what's best for people is best for Well, think of this. Genius. I'll give you a very practical business example. Yep. Um, and you'll run with this somehow. I don't know. Um, Netflix didn't put Blockbuster out of business necessarily. It's that Netflix allowed people to do what they wanted to do when they yep. wanted to do it. Wow. Blockbuster didn't. Why are taxis struggling? It's because Uber and Lyft allowed you to do what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it on your time yep. where you wanted to be. And I think in business, in life, everything we're doing, it's more about every decision we make. And I mean, this sounds so grandiose. It's like, how do you achieve that? But you get what I'm saying. Read between the lines of every decision we make should be more about people and how it influences them than about our bottom line and about this. So yeah. I, I'd rather, when I was growing the t-shirt business, I remember months where I was literally going into the hole but I was providing a level of care that nobody else was and doing things that nobody could imagine. And like, I remember uh, medium.com, the Twitter guys, uh, blogging platform started working with us. Um, medium.com, you know, crazy. They found us on Google one day. And and I remember as a thank you to them, I got these custom chocolates made with an M on it, like their logo. And I sent them a thing of chocolates in the mail. Now this is a Silicon Valley tech company. Yeah. You, you send don't them get yeah. stuff in the mail. Yeah. And I get the I get this email back from the guy. He's like, that was the coolest thing ever. Thank no you so much. It cost me 40 bucks in chocolates and like whatever. It actually probably cost me like 30 to 40 in shipping because it had to stay yeah. cold. 100 bucks, 80 to 100. Did it matter? Do I care about 80 to 100 in the long? No way. Yeah. Like what I care about is that this guy goes, I can't imagine my life without that person at the center. Wow of that wow. transaction because yep. they went on from moving, ordering t-shirts to the next thing, yeah. to the next thing. And that's what I'm pumped about. Like yeah. every decision should be made about the customer because yeah. as soon as the customer can go around you to get what they want, they will. Yeah. They will. Yeah. And I think that's the same in relationships. Like the reason why Kirk, you probably post pictures about your wife and everything. And you talk about your wife from the stage at river Valley and everything. It's not because you're trying to like earn points with her or this, or it's because it no, generally, although I'll take all the points <laughs> I can get, but it generally flows out of you. <laughs> yes. And I think that in life, if it's we don't, passion, re- yeah, yeah. And if we don't repeat what matters most to us, like somebody else will. Yes. And people are looking for appreciation places. Like tell that person that you love them so much and repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Like yeah. tell them they matter because like, we all just want to know that we matter. Yeah. And I think we hold our words in too much. We hold our everything in too much. Business yeah. is a safe place. Relationships can become a safe place where you just go through the motions. And I think that's where life just starts derailing yeah. when you go through the motions. Yeah, totally. Uh, you said uh, before your meeting with Harvey, which was epic, um, really encouraging sit down with Harvey. <laughs> uh, uh, before your meeting with Harvey, you said you weren't 
doing all of those little things. It's not necessarily how you started building your business. And so my question to you is, why did you, why did you become an entrepreneur originally? Was it to make a bunch of money? Was it because it's just how you were naturally gifted? Yeah. Why did you... Why did you start the t-shirt company in your dorm room? It was two reasons. One was because I had a bad t-shirt order and my roommate Ryan saw the whole thing happen and he yep. goes, Bill, we should start a business so nobody has to go through it. Well, we just, we just expect, you know, and it goes back to that people thing. And we were both business majors and I was like, of course that makes sense. You know, yeah. the second reason was so that we didn't have to have a job so we could buy a ring for our girlfriends. You know, like yes. that was our whole thing. <laughs> like, why do I want it for somebody else? Like, I'll just do my business yes. and, you know, get enough money to buy a ring, you know, cause yeah. that's what you do when you're in college. You save money for that ring. Yeah. Um, Ryan, uh, Ryan and I grew that business. I, uh, he, we, we kind of parted ways when we both graduated yep. and he moved to the East coast started doing consulting. He's crushing it now doing his stuff. He's got a family. He did take the money that he made and bought a ring. Um, I unfortunately didn't, I don't say unfortunately, like I know God lines up everything. I didn't meet that right girl in college. So my ring fund, I joke when I speak to colleges and high schools, my ring fund is very big right now. Uh, No, (laughs) no, I, but, but I didn't, but, but that was our, that was our intention in college. It was just like, you know, like, Oh, for sure. Hey, like, let's just make money to afford a ring for our girlfriends. Yeah. And it, it became something that we were like, we're taking what we did in, in our classes and put it into practice. And yeah. the, the day that I knew the business was legit was I remember um, I get a call. It, our phone numbers were on our website, our personal cells. And yeah. I get this voicemail from somebody at Augsburg and they go, Mr. Svoboda, I know yeah. you're very busy. And this is like 1030 in the morning. It's so you know, funny. I know you're very busy. Um, you're but like, I'm could just you, waking up yeah. in my dorm could room. You give, could you give us a call back when you get a second? We need 50 um, polos with this and that. And, you know, and the university is like legit. I'm like, holy cow, like this is a trademark logo. And like, this wow. isn't a floor, you know. And um, it was for Augsburg University at the time. And uh, they go, but again, I know you're very busy, Mr. Svoboda, you know, this and yeah. that. And I'm like, I hang up, you know, I hang up the voicemail. And I'm like, one they think that we're huge, yeah. you know, that we're just t-shirts and everything all hours of the day. Yeah. Two, they think I'm probably like a 40, 50 year old man, Mr. Svoboda. Like they oh, have yeah. no idea that I'm like a 20 year old kid. And um, that was the day that I knew we were legit. And we did that order and then we grew it and we grew it and we grew it. And what are, what are some of the cool co- coolest customers you had over the years? I know you had a Facebook order come Facebook through. Facebook is that they were a really cool one. Um, the, the one that gave me chills was when Google found us because coming out of 0809, the economy was horrible yeah, to me. It was tank. horrible to a lot of people and you just hung on. And at that point I was selling junky Gildan t-shirts and Hanes, like the ones that are stiff and you know, whatever. That was what t-shirts were. Yeah. Coming out of 0809, the best thing happened for me. I think God uses all things together. You know, we're, we're going to yeah, use yeah. that line. Like it's just, that's yeah, plastered. Yeah, God will. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I lost basically everything with the business and I'm in credit card debt, everything. I'd never printed a shirt in my life. That's a big thing. Like we always outsourced and we held our printers to the highest standard. Yeah. I'd never printed. So I had to let go of my one employee at the time. I had a guy who was going to become a business partner in the business as things were growing. We had an office, lost everything. And it's just me. I moved into Starbucks and Caribou's to do customer service for my cell phone. I'd like the phone would ring. I'd be like, hello, you know, sorry, the machines are going crazy here today. And it's the espresso machines. Yeah, it's the blender. Not the the screen printing machine. (laughs) Customers didn't know. But 
I had a, I had this big epiphany as I met all these other entrepreneurs. You think the economy had just been horrible, so a lot of people weren't in corporate jobs. They were figuring mm. out their own thing on the side. Side mm. hustles were starting big and 10, 11, 12. I met all these people who were crushing it online, and I'm like, that's what I need to do. I need to become not a company that goes to events and gives away free shirts yeah. to get orders. I need to have people find me on Google. So yeah. I had this big epiphany, like I'm going to call a product what a customer would call the product. Yeah. So instead of calling it the American Apparel BB401, which is the American Apparel 5050, yeah. one of the most popular, I called it. I'm, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I'm going to pretend yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just nod. Yeah. I called it what it said on the tag, American yeah. Apparel 5050, and I put custom in front of it. I basically took a credit card out, a line of credit to afford a new site. It cost like $36,000 or something. I forget. It was a lot of money. And I'm like, I'm, put, I'm putting all the chips in right now, all in on this. Like, yep. I'm going to go in. If it works, it works. I, if it doesn't, okay, I tried my hardest. So uh, November 2011, come out with the new website. And um, basically, I am expecting, just like all entrepreneurs are, like, I made something. People are going to care. You yeah. know, like... Well, November comes around, nobody cares. You know, like we're still getting orders, but the orders are from existing customers and from vendor relationships. Yeah. December comes, nothing really new. January. And you're thinking, I just spent $36,000 oh, on this. Oh, I was killing myself. Like just, oh, what in the world? February comes around though. And um, I'm sitting at Starbucks in Roseville, Minnesota by um, by Rosedale Mall right off of 36 and I'm by the drive through window. And I remember it was like four o'clock on a Friday night. And I'm checking my email and I get this contact message from somebody, Sophia at Google.com. And I'm like, Psh. I read it quick and it's like, I need 70 American Apparel 5050 t-shirts with this and that. I'm like, deleted. This is spam. It has to be. Google is not emailing me. Like this is somebody in India who's like spoofing it, asking for web links probably, yeah. you know, once I reply. So I delete it. And um, then a few minutes later, I'm like, what if that was real? Like, what if Sophia at Google is actually legit? Like, why is it just Sophia at Google.com too? Like, yeah. who is it? So I, I go back to my, my deleted folder, I open it up, and I'm like, holy cow, this is legit. She wants, yeah. you know, 70 American apparel. She tells me how many colors. It's the number of colors on Google's logo. And I'm like, this is legit. Yes. So I email her back and I'm like, hey, we'd love to help you. I call her and this is my big line. I'm like, um, hey, Sophia, you know, Bill here with Coed Monkey. Just want to, you know, we'd love to help you. And, you know, I'm playing it like we're the, we know. The biggest thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, we always like to know how'd you find us always starting today. Yeah. <laughs> you As know? Right now. You're the yeah. first, first Google this, order ever and it's before. Google. Yeah. And she gave me her direct number. So, and uh, we always like to know. And she goes, um, I actually, I think I Googled and I found you. And then I go, well, we always, you know, starting today, because yeah. this is the first time anybody's found me on Google. My site's actually searchable and all the years of like rough and everything, the theories yeah. and the people I met that helped me come up with this are paying off. I go, I always like, we always like to know, what'd you search for? Yeah. And she tells me, um, I think I searched for, um, you know, custom American apparel 50-50 t-shirts. And I'm like, score, oh, like yeah. my entire theory. Yes. <laughs> my entire dude. theory paid off. And no. I was like, holy cow. So we are, we get that order done and it was for the tab. This is when the iPads were brand new. Yeah. Like, so this yeah. is for the tablet search division. No. So we had 70 Google tablet search division people wearing the, you know, a Coed Monkey produced t-shirt. And I was just like, this is the coolest ever. You no know, I, I, that was the one that kind of, I was like, okay, this is huge. This is legit. I mean, especially after you just. I, life was really hard over those three, four years between, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, I, th- I think from the outside looking in, it just looks like you've been winning constantly, you know, and I'd love to in a second talk about just business that you're building now that you've sold uh, Coed Monkey and the t-shirt company, but, you know, it's not just win, 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 win. You know, it's what you just said is good perspective for people that, again, follow from a distance or just look up to you that there were years of horrible years, yeah. like dark years and years almost like where you start doubting your faith. Cause you're like, yeah. And that doubting your faith can kind of seem like a big thing. It's more like, God, I, you know, like things just aren't working. I'm doing things right. I feel like I'm doing things yeah. right, but what in the world? Yeah, where is your favor? Where's where your is open doors? Where is, yeah. I keep hearing podcasts and messages and I see this and, you know, social media wasn't what, wasn't what it is today back then, but the comparison game is no different, you know, and yeah. you start going like, what in the world? And yeah. on the outside, yeah, I mean, I put on a good face, but like, I always like to look at it with entrepreneurs now or anybody, like the faster you can have a real conversation with somebody, yeah. the better. And w- when you put your head on the pillow at night, no matter if you're married, not married, whatever, you're next to somebody, not, you're, you're when you close the uh, your eyes and you're laying there, like it's you're alone, you. it's yeah. just you. And like, that's the loneliest time of the day. That's yeah. the loneliest time of the day. Like when you're like the, the thoughts creep in, like how big of a failure you are in your head. Yeah. Um, or wow, that was a great day. But I think we tend towards the negative. We self talk yeah, yeah. negative. Yeah, yeah. And man, in those years it was hard. I had everything just to stay grounded in something. Yeah. And my, my faith, um, my church, everything, that was it. Like I was going through the motions in some ways in my faith during that time, but you just yeah. keep doing it. You're like, I don't, I'm not getting anything, but I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. I'm not getting anything, but I'm going to keep doing it because this is what the Bible says I should do. And yeah. this is the best thing I got going for me. Yeah. This is all I got going for me. If I don't, faith is, that's it. It's active. Yeah. It's active when you yeah. don't feel it. Talk, talk about, um, a little bit of your upbringing, uh, family, two brothers, um, and just faith journey growing up. Like I know you're raising the church, but what, yeah, what was your perspective of, did you always want to be a business owner? Yeah. Um, kind of that faith and, and also just trajectory of your I'll life. I'll give a super, yeah. sna- super um, short version. Yeah. My family, uh, mom and dad growing up, Milwaukee, um, strong Catholic family, everything that way, both sides. Um, they had this big thing where I'm about two, three years old. Yeah. And my dad started just life kind of hit again, life hits and he had questions Yeah, and he started going to his priest and like, Hey, what about this? What about this? And he, and my dad got to the point where he kind of got so desperate for answers with stuff. He started reading the Bible Yeah, and he's like, Whoa, what about this in the Bible? And what about this? And you know, and I, I know there are great Catholic churches too and everything like that. There are great Catholic priests yeah. who are crushing it. His priest was just like, don't worry about it. You know, that's for me to worry about. You just keep coming to, you know, service. And my dad got this like, what? I need to figure this thing out, you know? Yeah. So he um, started reading the Bible more. Yeah. And he started watching the televangelists on TV. So this yeah. is the era of like big hair. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, big hair. It actually and, still exists, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it's so, still out there. Yeah. So he he's watching this and he starts hearing about a relationship with Jesus and he'd never really heard about that growing up. So him and my mom say a prayer, I think watching like Jimmy Swaggart on TV and that changed the whole faith trajectory of my no life, of, my, of our family. And um, so I, I probably accepted Jesus when I was like three or four, you know, like that type of thing, like little yeah, kid. And yeah. I, that, that was it. And I grew up in church. I was kind of the good kid that way. And um, firstborn, younger brothers under me, I was always kind of like 
do like your brother does. You know, that was the mentality. Totally. Like, yeah. Be like, be like Billy, you know, Billy, everybody calls me that back. Yeah. Home <laughs> um, but I think life kind of hit uh, in middle school, high school. I really started. It's, it's interesting how faith takes a, uh, it needs to become your own. Yeah. And it wasn't that I had a big rebel stage in my life. Yeah. It was, I started doubting God's love for me a lot. Yeah. Like, interesting really started doubting it. And I've, and this has become something I've related with a lot of people on, but it's yep. like, um, am I good enough for God? And the message of grace became a message of, I was saved. I haven't, you know, I said this prayer, um, but it, it, does that really do it? Yeah. Is yeah. that really good enough? Like, shouldn't I be doing something else or yeah. shouldn't? And, and I, I lived basically like my high school life into college, really just with this cloud over me of like, never feeling like God was like, loving me. And I didn't have that from my family, nothing that way. You know, I talked to my parents about it, but it was a real big struggle. And I'd, I'd go through these lapses where I was just like, I would doubt my salvation or did I do something wrong that God would literally like just cast me away. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was the loneliest time when you yeah. feel like God doesn't love you. Yeah. And it, you know, and I, I really relate with people who that's, that's been their struggle. It's a lot of people, a yeah. lot of people. And it's something that you hide and you kind of put the smile on and you might even raise your hands in worship, but you're like, man, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. God even loves me. Like, and so I knew all the things, but it didn't hit my heart. It didn't have a real resonation. So um, it actually got to the point where after college, you know, I, I was just kind of dipping in life where life hit more. And as and my business, Bible school, and like, I went to Bible school yeah. and I'm doubting my salvation and this and that. And I'm really struggling with like God's love for me. And it's not because of I looked at it like my life wasn't crazy. I wasn't doing anything, but I never yeah. could live up to what I thought God's standards was. Um, started going to a great church after graduating, and yeah. I heard God's message of grace. And that was what really opened my eyes more to it. Um, but I still needed more. And I remember um, I'd always process this with a buddy of mine. I'd be like, Alex, you know, I'm really struggling with this thing. And, and he walked me through it. He was strong in his faith. And um, I remember, though, one day, and, I, and this is maybe... a an interest. I, I I think this is something that people should talk about more. Yeah. Um. I started actually. My buddy Alex. He goes, Bill. We've been talking about this for like a few years. Like how you view God. How yeah. you think God views you. Yeah. He's like, maybe you should just see it like a therapist to talk about it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And he got to the point where he was like, Bill, you just need to talk about this with somebody like actually. So he literally. I, I, I was at like my lowest point in life. Like my business had just been crashing and yeah. this. And th I mean, you talk about thing after thing after thing. And then to think like you're on God's bad side or you can't get. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dude. So I remember, and this is like big shout out to Alex with stuff, you know, like one of my best buddies. He lives in San Francisco now. Um, he's crushing it over there. And uh, he literally took my cell phone out and made a call to a to a Christian therapist and was like, yes. and he made me talk and I, I scheduled a meeting. And I remember I had to unpack a lot of how I viewed God with that therapist in a safe yeah. place that I could actually express things that I was even, I never even put words to my feelings, how I felt about God. Yes. I just, and over the next year of just processing stuff, yeah. I, I had the most freedom. And I think that's been one of my wow. biggest, I would not be where I am today if um, my buddy Alex had not picked up the phone mm -hmm. And for be, you, for yeah. me, dialed the number and like, we're gonna, he, it's kind of like that story in the Bible of like, um, the paralytic whose four friends took him up, yeah. you know, and he dug the hole in the house yeah. and lowered him at Jesus feet. Like, do you have friends in your life that are willing to do that? It's for interesting. You? 
it, I mean, there's not this level of detail in that story, but I, I think like, what if that paralytic didn't even want to go? Like, like we don't know. I mean, yeah. like we, I'm sure, you know, I'm, su- I'm sure you could just make the case like for sure he wants to go, but like, at, like was there shame or guilt back then? It was like you you can't walk because of sin in your life or your parents' life or what, yeah. like that's how it was viewed, and so. Maybe the level of shame that this guy felt. Again, I'm just I'm just putting my it's own a good thoughts example. into it. But I've never thought that way. But maybe he didn't even want to go. And his friend said, "Whether you like it or not, we're taking you." You've been paralyzed your whole life. Yeah, you know, I've been paralyzed my whole life. Like I don't deserve to be better. Or this is just what I'm. This is as good as it gets. And yeah, and that's, yeah, that's Alex a really did good point. for you. Yeah. Just saying, hey, we've we've talked about this enough. Yeah, and whether you like it or not, we're we're making a phone call. And honestly, like, uh, see. Seeing a therapist, I, I think we often in the church culture don't talk enough about like. Yeah. I, here's the thing: as you're crushing it in life, you're yep. gonna you're gonna come, you're gonna touch things that take you to a new place that you never thought of. Yeah. And you need somebody to help you process it. And I think um, as you become more successful or just go through life more, whether it's a therapist or people that you're doing dealing with things that way, like it's not a bad thing. It's totally. something that keeps you within the rails better. And I, I, lo- I like you'll listen to some podcasts of very successful people who I'm just like, wow, they, but they keep yeah. it. And it's just about asking the right questions. Why do you think that way? That yeah. was one of the biggest things. One of the biggest questions in my life that um, his name was Sean, the therapist. He uh, asked me, he goes, Bill, we've been talking about this yeah. situation, you know, like how you view you, the process, yeah, yeah. the whole, you know, how long now, if we weren't talking about that, what would we be talking about? Yeah. I had zero idea because I let that thing take over my entire Your life. life. Yeah. That was all I wanted to talk. That was, that was everything. Yeah. And I had zero idea. And I remember, um, that was the turn point in my whole thing after like seven months of seeing him, you know, this is like 2010, 20, 2009. I don't remember. Um, I, I said, oh, well, um, I just saw this movie actually last week. And he's like, tell me about it. And I, that literally opened up one of the biggest conversations that like totally, well, it had nothing to do, had with nothing to do with doing. the situation, but it had everything to do with it because that movie sparked an idea in my head that I was like, I want that. Yeah. And he's like, why? You know, tell me yeah. about that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. So if I get to talk to a lot, like, I just talked to a guy's group at my church a few months ago and I was like, so often in life we get fixated on our issue. We get fixated on this struggle that we have, like this struggle, this struggle, I'm never going to get over this. And I'm like, you really just need to stop and change your focus on stuff. If I wasn't thinking about this all day or talking about this, what would I be talking about? Yeah. Most times you just don't know. So that's the easy default. Yeah, totally. So let's, yeah, let's start talking about something else. That's the biggest. Just start talking about something else. That's the biggest thing. As anybody listening to this, it's like if you have a friend that's going through a lot and that's yeah. the thing they're always talking about with you, just be like, hey, if we weren't talking about this, what would we be talking about? That's, I mean, you'll take that relationship to the next level. Yeah. Wow. Because people, I think, want that. They don't know they want it though. They don't, they've yeah. never been, there are certain questions and I wish I had a little book of like questions that are like the convert, you know, like take a relationship to the next level. That was one that like literally changed my life. Yeah. You should write that book by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like one line right now. It'd be that, that'd be the first yeah, page. Just, that's all you need though. Get started. 
It's, it's awesome. I, I'd love to hear uh, just a little bit of the journey of you sold the t-shirt company and right now you are, I mean, it feels like it's, it's at the brink of taking off, but I know it's, it's already, I mean, it's our, it was a side project getting into the title company world, real estate world. It was a side project that you started, but now it's the, it's your new venture and where you're spending most yeah. of your time as well as speaking around the country. But within this sector, um, what are you doing? Uh, what you talked about the pizza tracker already, Yeah, uh, but kind of where, where's it headed? Where's it going? Yeah, we, so my business partner, Paul, I, I have two co-founders with me, Paul and Jeff, um, both awesome guys. Um, and then we have a few other guys on the team, lead developers. Some of them yep. have equity also. Our team is just strong. Like our yep. team is strong. And we, years ago, Paul and I were in a, a men's business Bible study. And I told Paul one day, I'm like, you and me, we're going to start a business someday. Like we're going to do it. That was like 2008. Yeah. Something like that, you know, and then fast forward, like we have a business and, um, but so close, simple, that's the name of it. The whole idea, help title companies. Close, simple. Close, simple. Yep, yep. All one word. Um, and it's how do we help title companies communicate better during the closing process? Yep. I was speaking in front of a huge group um, a, a couple years ago, actually. And it was a bunch was of- the TED talk you were doing? Not the TED talk. <laughs> okay. That was 1,800. Just throwing it out there. Not yeah. that one. Yeah. This was 150 people and uh, 150 people who knew nothing about title. And I was trying to describe- what title is, I realized as Most I'm talking, nobody thing. cared. Nobody cared what title was. Um, but then when I, out of frustration, cause I'm looking at these people, look at me. There's no light bulbs going no, off. No light bulbs. And I'm talking about how this industry and this and this, nobody cared. And then I literally point back at the screen, almost in frustration and kind of throwing the towel up. Like I'm done. You know, I yeah. go, look, look everybody, we basically created a pizza tracker for the home closing process for title. And everybody was like, oh. Oh, we get it. And um, simplicity, like that was the biggest thing. Now what we're doing is we integrate with the software that your purchase agreement goes on when yep. you sign it with a purchase with a realtor. Yep. Goes right to the title company, sends automated text messages, emails to the consumer. Yep. Realtor, lender, everybody. Like one of our greatest stories, I love this story. We have one title company in Texas. She'd been on Close Simple for three weeks and she just goes, okay, this is the greatest tool ever. Now she can communicate. Wow. Finally, yeah. she gets a meeting with a real estate broker and this, this title company had been doing about 200 deals a month, 200 deals. Yep. Pretty, that's good. Yeah, that's, good yeah. that's good. She's doing 200 deals a month. She walks into a real estate broker's office who's doing zero deals with her company. She goes, look, look, real estate broker guy, you know, she shows a screenshot of close, simple, the emails that she'll send yep. beautiful emails and the yep. text messages that this realtor will get. Yep. She goes, this is what you would get if you closed with us. She walked out with 20 deals a month. No. 20 deals a month, a 10% increase in her business. And I love this because 200 and then 20, it's perfect, 10%. That equivalates to $50,000 in premiums that she's making with a net profit, like the actual profit yeah. of $12,500. Just in one interaction with your tool. One interaction with our tool, it's a game changer. I said, how much are we charging you again? And she goes, I forgot. And yes. I go, okay. She also did a week before that, she walked into a builder and goes, check this out. We just, this is our new tool that we're using. Close, simple, you know, whatever. I don't even know if she said close, simple. She goes, this is the text you'll get. This is the email, 85 deals for that year. No. So we're talking about game change. And that's what I've realized in business. When I talk places, what my first point is take off your cape and help your customer put on theirs because they're the hero of their story. Too often in business. <laughs> what a line. That's epic, dude. Take off uh, your cape and help yeah. your customer put on theirs because they're the hero of their story. Think about it. When your customer yeah. wakes up in the morning, Kirk, you preach on Sundays, you're a campus yep. pastor, you put on a service and everything. When people walk in, 
you're not the hero. They're the hero of their stories. They woke up in the morning and they thought about who, not you, themselves, yeah. how they're going to go out and win the day, how they're going to go to church in the morning, yep. and how they're, what they're going to do. After, they're not thinking yeah. about... No, they're not thinking about me. No. Yeah, for sure. Our goal in life is to take off our cape and help our customer put on theirs, the people in our lives. How do you help them win? That's it. And like when we shifted that way in Close Simple, we used to talk about efficiencies. You'll save... 30 minutes to an hour and a half on a file and this and that and you know wow. this and we, 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 we were saying the results but we didn't say the heart thing the big thing that an owner cared about was growth yeah I care about helping you grow yes. when we started saying that boom everything over, changed yeah. everything changed my guess my guess is that and, and I genuinely I, I genuinely believe this, and I'm probably not the guy that has the authority to say it, but I, th- I think you're one of the biggest influencers in the city of Minneapolis, if not the state of Minnesota. And, and as you continue to grow this business um, and impact people speaking around the country, um, yeah, I, I hope your influence would be nationwide, you know, top top 50 under 40. I love top, it. I'll, yeah, I'll like, take that word. Yeah. I'll take that word. But 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 your legacy, like the legacy that you'll leave behind, Bill Svoboda, is not going to be uh, T-shirts or titles. It's exactly your line of it's you're helping people put on their capes, you know, and yeah. whatever business. And and it's even care more, teaching, care more, yeah. care more, care more yeah. than the next company, the next person. Like show that intentionality. Doesn't take that much more work. Yeah, and you, and you, the 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 scale. Yeah, the scale of what you're doing too is it's not just you helping today, even bringing in bringing in some snacks, whatever. It's not just you helping put on my cape or the let's say a thousand people that you're going to interact with over the next couple of years that you're helping put on their capes, but you're teaching you're teaching other people to do the same thing, you know. And so your impact, I feel like, is infinite. If if you if, yeah your you know, your direct relationships, then their direct relationships, then theirs, they're all doing the same thing, helping people put on their capes. I mean, it, it'll, it'll come back to you for <laughs> sure, dude. Like, and I, I feel like even this, even this interview for me, and we've hung before, but even this interview, just hearing a little bit more of your story, um, I feel like it's kind of like a Har- the Harvey meeting with you. Um, not that it, you, you're not dropping the hammer on me, but just, I for sure can do better in my relationships um, and be less self-focused and more, how, yeah, how can I help other people put well, on their cake? a book that's changed my life, The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. Yeah. Unbelievable. He talks about how, you know, I'm still single, you know, like, yeah. uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's changed my entire outlook on dating even, yeah. finding somebody that you want to serve for the rest of your life. Yes. And um, in marriage, you're married, you know, yeah. and you guys look like you have a great marriage. And I, I, I love seeing Kaylee even on the stage at River Valley yeah. when I come. And, yeah. Um, but it's like you're serving her your whole life. And the yeah. whole goal is to help her become the person that God made her to be. Exactly. So someday you see her in her full glory that you kind of pictured. Yeah, totally. Like, and that's what I think, like, that's my goal. Like, my prayer is not, like, help me to be successful. That, that, it's help me just to be somebody that can help other people and be give me the character. Give me the yeah. character because like God could snap his fingers and promote you tomorrow. Yeah. But the character throughout the whole Bible, the thing that kept people back was the character to support the promotion. Yeah. Wow. Like think of that. Like the thing that throughout the whole Bible, God could snap his fingers and promote somebody, but it was their character that didn't allow the promotion to stay. Yes. And yes. that's our biggest thing. It's like God keeps speaking to me. 
I'm so stupid and so short-sighted at times. If I'm ever going off track, knock me in the head. Don't let yeah. me sleep at night. Yeah. Like you have full reign, God, get a hold of me, but yeah. me, give me the character to support every place that you want to take me. Yeah. And that's it. I agree. My, one of the things my dad has always said, you know, for, from us growing up, he, I mean, always talking about character and I know your parents are the same way, but that he, like his prayer for his kids for, for me is that my platform would never outrun my character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so a prayer that I pray, and I think it's a good thing for young people listening, God, don't promote me to that next level of influencer leadership yeah. or opportunity um, or open door. Don't put me in that room or on that stage or in front of those people or with that influence unless my character can sustain it. Because you're exactly right. The things that held people back uh, from the next level of influence in the yeah. Bible uh, was their character. But also the thing that sustained people on those platforms uh, yeah. was the fact that they had it, you know, before they got the platform. Man, we're always today, like Instagram and everything make it too easy. But if somebody actually opened your Instagram account on your side, what would they read? You know, yeah. like what what would your direct messages read like? What are your pictures? And yeah. I think like it's so easy to have the front face. And then, but if somebody actually read what was really in your yeah. mail and the things that aren't visible, I, I think in life, like we just got to be people who like, if we don't hold ourselves to something, like we've been let, I've been let down too much in life by people who let me down because yeah. I held them up too high. And, you know, like who are you behind the closed door is really what matters. You're yeah. not going to be perfect, but, you know, we can sure try harder. Yeah. We can sure try harder to, you, you know, it's, it's integrity. It's keep people in your life. Yeah. That can call you out and, you know. Yeah. Well, you have authority in my life to call me out anytime you want, uh, for real. And, and I have the most amount of respect for you, um, and, and your whole family too, but just the way that you've led your life. I mean, I remember being in college and Bill Svoboda, you know, the owner of, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know. Trust me, dude, trust me. Um, you know, you are somebody that I've looked up to for a long time and I've been grateful to be able to get to know and spend a little bit of time with. And, um, I've never left hanging out with you, um, with the same that I had before. You know, I've always left with more, um, just more inspiration, more drive, um, better character, even like I'm leaving today in this conversation with better character and better care for people, um, a hundred percent. So I appreciate being here. Like it's it's fun. This has been a cool time. Yo. And I hope this, I mean this, I'm going to share this with everybody (laughs) because yeah, people need to hear this one for sure. And so thanks so much for being here. Uh, you named a couple different books, but we asked everybody, what's your favorite book of all time? Favorite book of all time. Um, how to win friends and influence people is by far one of the most impactful. Yeah. Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie, how to win friends, but here's, uh, I'll give you that. But the book that that's the great intro to Dale Carnegie. Yep. The one that everybody should buy literally life-changing is how to stop worrying and start living. Yeah. That book is a game changer because how to win friends is awesome. Yep. How to stop worrying and start living takes it to that next level. Yeah. And it's all about you personally more yep. like your develop. It sounds super cheesy, cliche. No, I think it's I, amazing. It's actually, it sounds actually really relevant it, to be honest. Because the way Dale Carnegie writes is so pointed and simple that you're like, you're right. I shouldn't worry about that because it's going to play out how it plays out. Or, you know, and he even has the God factor in it where he's yeah. like, there, you know, he puts it in perspective as a, 
a secular author who I believe is Christian though. Yep. You know, there's a God who's in control, you know, believe in that. Yeah. And I needed to hear that at certain points in my life from somebody that wasn't a preacher. Yeah. In some ways. Totally. You know, and uh but that book is a game changer. Yeah. I think that's also why your influence is so great is because you're not a preacher or a pastor or in ministry, although the way you live your life is very ministry driven and the care for people. Uh, but when you say I'm a business guy and then I also believe all this stuff, I mean, that is such great impact. And there's an advantage that you have that me with a title pastor, I don't have, although I hope I'm making an impact too, <laughs> but for you, like it's, there is an advantage there. Uh, last question before we go is uh, one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody following your footsteps. Maybe it's somebody that's starting a business out of their dorm room. Maybe it's somebody that is in a bunch of credit card debt and they feel like it's the end of their life and business. Um, but just something that uh, in whatever season you want to choose that would have really changed your life or did change your life. Yeah. The the thing that I'm I'm struggling, not struggling, the thing that I've been working on the most now, I read a proverb a day. Like one proverb, so today is the 15th. Yep. So I read the 15th. And whenever I read a proverb that hits me, I try every day to have one proverb that hits me. Yeah. And I'll put the date next to it. Yep. And uh, today's was, I, I forget the exact context, but Proverbs 15, and it was talking about not talking fast. Yeah. And not kind of the way I, the way, the way I took it. And I, I, I wish I could remember it word, word for word, but you know, I'll go back to it. But it's basically like, don't just talk. Think about what you're saying first. Yeah. And um, if I could tell anybody, because I have a lot of younger entrepreneurs that want to meet with me and they think their idea is the greatest thing in the world. And then I'm like, have you put it in front of anybody before yeah. you invested a year of your life to building it? Like, have you actually found out if anybody cares about what you're building yeah. um, or anything? Have you put, yeah. Have you started your first Instagram account to start putting things there to see if people actually like it or, yep. you know, uh, I think that's something it's like, we want to go so fast and say like, I have the greatest idea instead of listening to people. And like, yeah. I love that proverb about like, even a fool is considered wise if he doesn't talk. Yes. And in my life to my own detriment, because I'm an extrovert, I've talked a lot. Yeah. And I think, um, God's been working on me a lot. Like don't talk, ask more questions and, um, ask more questions. Yeah. Great. Just ask more questions and don't assume that you're the smartest. Yeah. Because man, it's lonely up there when you think that and it's not real. Yeah. You know, so that's my biggest, I think the biggest takeaway is if you're younger in business, whatever it is, just ask questions, read yep. books, go into things, listening, not ready to share your story, ready to share yeah. your story. Listen, listen, listen that you're going to win every yep. time. Yep. That's how you get favor with people by listening to them tell their stories and asking them, how could I do it better? And then following up with them a month later, hey, yep. I did what you said. Yes. Oh man, that's powerful. Yeah. That's how I've gotten so many amazing relationships in my life with people who I would never think yep. would ever. You know, so that's my thing. Yep. Listen, just, yeah, that's really huge. Great. That's brilliant. Where, where's the best place for people to find you? Um, Right now on, so, you know, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Like those are the best right now. I'm going to be yep. doing BillSvoboda.com yep. in the next, I think, month or two because um, I'm doing so much speaking right now. Yep. I've been just running You already it. own it, right? Yeah, I own <laughs> BillSvoboda.com. Somebody's like buying no, the domain. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, Instagram, I'm not the most, uh, I think my stories are where more of my life comes out that way. Yep. But it's like, 
right now, that's the best spot. Yeah, BillSvoboda.com launching soon. Bill at BillSvoboda.com if you got a question. Uh, If you want more like Zappos challenge stuff or bunch of resources, I can email it all over to you. I love love being a resource for people that want to get where they want to go. Yeah. Just help me help me help you win. Like, tell me what you need, and I'll I'll yep. give you the resource. I'll give you the idea. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Svoboda, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. This is awesome. We love you, man. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube or anywhere else podcasts are found. To stay connected with what we're doing, you can follow us on Instagram at Exception Podcast and visit our website at ExceptionPodcast.co. New episodes are releasing every Tuesday. If you know someone who's an exception to the rule and want us to share their story, you can let us know on our website. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. Shout out to our producer, Tissel, and my name's Kirk Graham. Until next time, as a rule, be an exception to the rule. Peace. Peace.